Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson, thanks to Cheese Links, featuring Kevin Hillier. Oh, tad chilly today, isn't it? Me personally? <laughs> I'm the atmosphere is oh, always warm when you're in the just, room. I feel I'm feeling the cold so much. I know you are. I know you. Are. I can see by all the layers you're uh, wrapped up in. Yep. And I have been suggesting that perhaps you would do well to whack on my lovely fluorescent pink oody. Thanks warm for yourself joining up. us on the program. Cheese Links <laughs> has the answer to all your problems. And if you're feeling a little chilly, nothing like a bit of warm cheese to uh, to in, get the cockles of your heart all warmed up. Way to bypass the Udi. 52821984. That's the dimensions of an Udi. Do you know what would be nice? It's also the phone number for Janet. Speaking of cheese, um, your old uh, fondue during the cold weather. Hot, that's what I mean. Hot, runny oh. cheese mm. dipping in your, uh, your bits. A toasty. What kind of bits would you dip into like a, your fondue? What do you mean? What di- will you put your bits in there? What do you mean? Like bits of bread and yeah, bread and veg. Yeah. What did of, you think? No, what were you considering I dipping no in? No idea it? what you were talking about. Right. Five two eight two one nine eight four. That is the number for Cheese Links. All the social media platforms and of course the mm. website cheeselinks.com.au. It's that lovely time to spend some time in a nice warm kitchen. Yeah. And uh, and make yourself some cheese, make your own cheese, and then sit in that lovely warm kitchen with a nice uh, maybe a hot toddy or a, <laughs> a tea or a coffee or Blimey. something like that. And uh, you'll never feel winter again. Just Trust gets me. better hey, and better. Winter. Hey. <laughs> nice bit of mulled wine, perhaps. It's Spicy what, wine. It's the hillier version of hibernation. Oh, <laughs> you're making it sound good. Yeah. Do you know what I can add to that hibernation on a cold winter's night? Ooh, what? Uh, pudding by Wilma, which uh, we've posted the recipe oh, on the, the uh, Food Bites one. Facebook page. Yes. I was after that recipe from my childhood. It is the best pudding on the planet. So if you want to give it a crack, it is on the Food Bites Facebook page, Pudding by Wilma. Is custard a cheese? Well, it can be if you it want it to now. be. Uh, custard links. <laughs> <laughs> this is Food Bites links to oh, I've just, had, uh, just at the end of my mind now, I've got pudding and a warm custard. Mm, oh. I reckon no, vanilla ice cream for me. What guest? We've got a guest for this Yo, program. Yes. Yeah, apparently we have, and we're going to talk to him now. Uh, Brian Nancurvis. What a mind this man has that is full of some of the most uh, unbelievable musical facts and figures that you will ever uh, know in your entire life, which is why he did Rock Quiz. Rock Quiz, yeah. Uh, why he invented Rock Quiz. He's done many, many other things oh, too besides. absolutely, from the from the Hey Hey It's Saturday yeah. days uh, to uh, to performing now on, uh, on uh, radio on a Friday. Love him on Friday afternoons with uh, Jacinta Parsons I on remember a bit of Friday show. Acting in the past where they let the blood run free, a bit of acting, stand-up, <laughs> comedy, don't don't writing. Mention, don't mention the war, I think I did oh. once. I might have got away with it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll find out. Let's talk to him. Wonderful character, terrific bloke, Brian Nancurvis is our guest here on Food Bites. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. Brian Nancurvis, thank you so much for joining us on the Food Bites podcast. Is this your debut on a food <laughs> program of any description? You know what, Kevin? I think it is. Oh. To just cast my mind back, I made scones <laughs> for uh, the Sacred Heart Mission for a book of theirs. 
I've made uh, pancakes quite recently for a couple of guests on the ABC radio. But no, my first food podcast and I'm delighted. I'm a bit hungry. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like from what you've said, uh, a bit of a, a bit of a baker there. So from rock whiz to kitchen whiz. Yes, I know. Look, I do like to, I've got a limited palate. Uh, no, should that be palette? Or <laughs> no palette. You know. um, no, I've, I'm very good at, at just a small amount of things, but pancakes, scones, French toast, uh, and fried rice. Anything with an egg, perhaps. Ah, there Although you not in the scones. No, I add cheese to my scones. Mm. Really? Which I'm told. Yeah, yeah. It sort of makes them a little savoury, gives them just that little bit of difference, and uh, people don't seem to mind even when they add the jam. So, that, oh, yeah. sounds very CWA, doesn't mm. it? Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you generally like to eat yourself at home, and um, what would you knock up for yourself, say, overnight? Well, if it's just me, I might go to the classic uh, tuna and rice. Mm. But, you know, I would add a a, a chutney or a relish and I might even cut up uh, cucumber, tomato and mix that in. But I'm trying to broaden uh, my range of, of, of cooking activities. You know, I think... It's all very well for blokes to have one or two dishes that they can trot out and tell the whole world about. But I'm trying, I'm I'm desperately trying. My wife and I, she's a very big fan of uh, Mr. Ottolenghi. And we went and saw him at the Melbourne Town Hall and I noticed there were a lot of blokes, you know, sitting there taking notes because <laughs> their, their girlfriends or their wives were entranced by the man and I think that the husbands and boyfriends thought, all right, mm. I'm, I really, I need to lift my game here. So I've sort of started, um, yeah, I've done a few of his uh, chicken dishes, which have been good using uh, currants and what's that one where you, you, you fry up the chicken to begin with, then you put the rice, uncooked rice. Like risotto. Yes, in the bowl. No, then you add boiling water. No, you add water and then you boil it up and then you add the chicken and then you put a tea towel on the top. It's quite, um, you know, it's quite a business. Mm-hmm. But that's a good one. And I've sort of been exper- – the other thing I've been trying lately is salad, um, trying to sort of broaden – my range using uh, a little bit of um, the, the purple onion, uh, yeah, that's the official term for it, and also, um, you know, oil and pomegranate oh. and a bit of chilli and a bit of garlic and a, 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 a herb that I discovered recently called sumac. Yes. Are you, are you familiar with I that I have one, heard of it, Sarah? but I haven't used it, I wouldn't say. It's really beautiful, and it, I think it's sort of Middle Eastern and goes very nicely with cut, freshly cut tomatoes, ideally heirloom, with maybe some cucumber, and then you just let it sit for, for a half hour. Again, a bit of oil, a bit of pomegranate juice, maybe a, a, just a touch of uh, good vinegar. So, yeah, look, I'm, look, I'm doing my best. 
Listen to you with a pomegranate, um, you know, the, the jewels in the crown of the cooking. But it, it's funny, though, you talk about, um, you know, trying to be more creative. But when you've got a family to feed, sometimes they just want the, uh, yes. the straight up basic, don't they? Well, absolutely. But then, you know, these are kids that have been raised, you know, in the 2000s and the late 90s. And we do like to sort of eat out a reasonable amount. Um, so I think that their palates are reasonably sophisticated, although when my 19-year-old son is home and it's just he and I, when dinner time is suggested, he gives me that little wink which suggests tuna casserole. (laughs) And out it comes. We get the packet of uh, instant chicken noodle soup. (laughs) I make a very basic white sauce which I'm reasonably good at, add a touch of cheese, maybe some um, maybe some parmesan, maybe even a little touch of, of mustard, and then uh, add the soup to the tuna, add the white sauce, and you're, you're away with some, some um, steamed basmati. God, I love it. And, and or, in typical or, 19-year-old fashion, as long as there's lots of it, it doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, Kevin, that is exactly right. Um, but, no, look, it's, it's um, mealtime. Last year, you know, obviously we were all a bit uh, cramped and locked down, and um, my wife, who is a very, very good cook, she went even deeper into uh, exotic recipes, so we ate well. I'm just trying to think of other standbys. Oh, my um, my crumbed flathead is pretty good. Okay. Um, what else has been good lately? Oh, the um, what do you call it? The the broccolini. Oh, yeah, I love broccolini. I love the way you're just pulling these things out of the air. Like you're doing that, you're doing that kind of, uh, oh, well, you know, I'm not quite sure what it's called, but, you know, oh, it's broccolini. Very modest. You're you're just playing this down for all all you can get, Mancoon. Well, you can't see me. I've got extensive notes in front of me. Hey, Ben. I've been been preparing for for hours and hours. We love it. I'm very very impressed. Being a a Melbourne boy, born and bred, uh, you would be... Yeah. Very familiar with the uh, the coffee culture. Are you a coffee drinker? No, no. Oh. I've, 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 I don't think I've drunk a full cup of coffee in my life. <gasps> uh, I do suffer from a, a degree of jealousy when you know people get excited about that first coffee, and also I do like the smell. So I'm more than happy to make it. I make try and make my wife a cup of coffee. Most mornings, using the machine, I, and, and I like the aroma from um, you know the ground coffee. But I also like the ritual, so I, I do like heating the milk. She prefers the bonsoi, mm. and I like you know pretending I'm a barista by <laughs> swinging my beignets. <laughs> but uh, no, I just I don't know what it is. It, I find it bitter. Um, I tried the last time I tried. We were on in on holiday in the south of France. We were in Aix-en-Provence and I thought, okay, if I'm ever going to embrace uh, the world of of the fresh coffee, surely it's here. I had a sip. I had another sip. I added sugar and just thought, no. Wow. Jeez. No, I'm I'm a very, very uh, much a tea man. Um, Fresh leaves, um, small leaves. 
um, Madura, if I can say the brand, mm. uh, and if not, too late, I did. <laughs> um, I tend to travel with a, a little teapot, a robot teapot. Um, don't like the bag. And you know what I really don't like is when they bring you a cup and a saucer and a little pot of hot water and then the tea bag. I yeah. go, oh, come on. Yeah. Please put the bag in the pot <laughs> as soon as you've added the hot water. In fact, ideally, add the hot water to the pot. Yes. Yes. And you, you might be in the middle of a conversation and a couple of, you know, thank you very much. You keep going. At the end of the anecdote, you look down and the tea bag is just sitting there, <laughs> lost, lonely, <laughs> feeling unloved. Uh, so, no, that's a little personal yeah. bugbear. Oh, I'm with but you no, there. The deconstructed yeah. uh, cup of tea is just a joke. Yes, ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> totally. You talked about your, your pikelets and your scones. Do you have a sweet tooth yourself? No, no, not at all. In fact, I think that's why I quite like the um, my pikelet uh, more of a pancake, so just self-raising flour, um, four eggs, milk, maybe a touch of vanilla essence. Mm. Um, I'm told that's a nice additive. Uh, but no, I was allergic to eggs as a youngster, like as a you know two-year-old or a one-year-old. And in fact, my mother used to tell a story of me touching a, a, a fork that she'd been using to beat an egg and immediately breaking out in a rash. Mm. Oh. Um, I know. So I sort of never, I don't know, this is the vague theory, I never developed a taste for anything sweet. So any, you know, cakes that, that used eggs or, or indeed chocolate. So I don't eat cakes. I don't like sweets. I don't really, I don't like chocolate, although I do like a chocolate crackle. Oh, um, well, don't we all? <laughs> yeah, but of course, my allergy to eggs uh, didn't last, and so by the time I was, I don't know, six or eight, I was enjoying a, a boiled egg and a little soldier toast <laughs> on a Sunday night. <laughs> and now I love. In fact, I had a beautiful uh, a couple of uh, fried eggs this morning Ooh. with some avocado. Tomato, and this is the thing I do love too: is the um, the goat's cheese. Oh yeah, with your avocado, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that um, temperature. You know that the hot and the cold, the hot air yeah. with the with the cool avocado. And um, do you like it? Do you like a runny yolk? Not too runny, Steph, <laughs> if you don't mind, please. <laughs> I like a little bit of movement, but I don't like it galloping all over the place. <laughs> um, There's about 25 lines I could do there, and I'm not doing any of them. No, <laughs> don't touch them. Do not touch them. But I sort of, look, you know, I you said a good Melbourne boy, and yes, I grew up in leafy North Belt, Baldwin, very conservative and conservative in a whole range of ways, including uh, the cuisine. Mm. So my mum was a fabulous cook of a sort of limited, um, you know, range. So, you know, crumb cutlets, mashed potato, 
uh, carrots and beans that had perhaps been boiled yeah, a little longer than they need. <laughs> Just a little. Um, <laughs> but served with, with great love and fresh white bread buttered and mm, cut yeah. up. And so very, very traditional. I remember once my mum was crook. This is when I'd moved out of home. So I was probably 22 and I went home and I said to dad, look, I'll move home for a couple of days and cook. You know, dad was always when mum would go away, which didn't happen a lot or, or was crook, you know, friends of the family would all say, oh, your dad's batching. I'll, I'll, we'll invite him over for dinner. Like there was never any thought that he might cook for himself. Um, anyway, I went over and I had a couple of days there. On the first night, I thought I'll make a spaghetti. And, you know, I'd lived with, I'd moved into houses with very strong women who were, were shocked at my lack of skill in the kitchen. And so suddenly I'm making, you know, curries and and spaghetti with not just meat uh, and spaghetti, you know, the lots of garlic and lots of, of cumin. And so I remember frying up garlic for dad and he came into the kitchen and said, oh, What's that smell? And I said, oh, I'm just frying up some garlic. And he said, garlic? Oh, gee, I don't know that garlic's ever been cooked in this. <laughs> you know, very, very straight. Controversial. Yeah, but look, hey, she could roast a chicken yeah. and um, it would invariably be with baked potatoes that were pre-boiled, and then she had this great technique where she'd sprinkle a little bit of flour, so she'd cook them in, she'd boil them in the in the saucepan, um, she'd then get rid of the water, and then she'd sprinkle in some flour, put the lid back on the saucepan, and, um, you know, toss it up and down so the potatoes would get a little bit distressed. And, and coated in flour, and then she'd bake them in the oven. Oh, crispy, give it a bit nice. of a crispy coating. Yes, nice. a little crispy coating. Um, and, you know, as I say, the the, um, the beans and the uh, carrots and occasionally the cauliflower boiled to within an inch of yes. their life. Yes, as they were. Have, have a little uh, grey pallor about them. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, there's something about a kitchen where – cauliflower or perhaps cabbage has been overcooked. It's not pleasant. No, no. no it's not. It's not. That smell. Hey, I've been yeah. hanging out to ask you this question because we do this yeah. with all our guests on, on this show. It's it's yeah. your, your dream dinner party uh, guests. The, and, and with what you've done in the in the media over the years, you know, through Rock Quiz and, and these days on the Friday Review, but, to, you know, yeah. the, the old hey, hey, it's Saturday days, all the things that you've done, all the people that you've met, I read yeah. a bloody brilliant article of you meeting uh, Bob Dylan, which was almost by accident. Um, yes. But uh, who would you have? If, if you've, your table's yours. Uh, okay. And, and there's no the, the, there's no ABC budgetary restraints. No. <laughs> it's, what it's, about it's Kerry um, Packer's what credit card. Go for it. Yes. Dead or alive? Dead or yes. alive. Okay. All right. Well, uh, look, I think it is um, we're, we're – we're Speaking on Bob Dylan's birthday, yes. uh, the twenty fourth of May. So, 
I think I'd like to have Bob there, but my my sort of proviso is that they behave in a way that I want them to behave. Now, with Bob Dylan, you know, he can be a little, uh, (laughs) well, he'll do a whole show and not speak a word to the audience. Correct. Which I don't mind. Some people have trouble with, but no, I would want the Dylan that we saw in various press conferences in the mid '60s, where he was cheeky and chirpy and very, very funny. Yep. So I'd like Bob there, and I, as I say, I'd like him to be in a good spirit. Who else? Martha Wainwright. Now we had early days in Rockwiz. Of course, Martha Wainwright, Loudon Wainwright's daughter, the sister of Rufus. And I think Martha was one of our very first overseas acts. And I'll never forget, she walked into the back of the Gershwin room and she looked at young Dan Kelly, uh, Paul Kelly's nephew, on stage rehearsing his song. And he was looking pretty good. And Martha sidled up to me and she said, is that Dan Kelly? I said, yes, that's who you're performing a duet with tonight. And she said, "Mm, this will be special. And it was. They Uh did uh, Brian Ferry's Slave to Love. And it was, there was a lot of um, hot collars. And there was a lot of questions being asked about what might happen after the show (laughs) in that room. And we ended up going back to Chicholina in Ackland Street where we used to go for a supper after the show. We would always take our guests back there and Martha was delightful company, witty, charming. So she's number two. Speaking of Chicholina, the late, great Mary Wilson from Mm. The Supremes, we had her on the show and she came back to Chicholina and she was the last to leave. Uh, Mm -hmm. She was telling great stories about uh, Diana Ross, about uh, singing with The Supremes. So I'd have her now, all right, we need a fourth. What have we got? Bob Dylan, Martha Wainwright, Mary Wilson. Let's go. Will we stay in the music industry? Look, I'm going to throw Mick Jagger in. Oh, please do. You know, yeah. In in fact, it was after my mother's uh, roast chicken uh, every Sunday for about 10 years. We used to go and visit my cousin. And they were the ones that turned me on to the Rolling Stones. Ah. I remember one day saying, what about the Beatles? And they both looked at me as if to say, do not mention the Beatles. <laughs> it's all about the Stones. And I inherited, I, I sort of, I, I just developed this great love for the Rolling Stones. And I think it was partly because of my older cousins, who I really looked up to, but also because it just, they just were this whole alternative as I said, my family was very conservative, very loving and, and wonderful, but quite sort of narrow in a way. And so the Stones were this other world, this sort of dangerous, mysterious world. Yeah. And I just thought there was something about Mick. He could be flamboyant. He could be cheeky. He could he could look, you know, you watch him dance, you watch him move. Um 
And I'll, I remember someone showed me a clip recently. It might have been in the run-up to Bob Dylan's birthday, but the Rolling Stones doing Dylan's song, Like a Rolling Stone. Yeah. And I remember watching it thinking, I'd love to ask Bob what he thought about that. So why not have them both there for dinner? Yep. Um, so it's my, me, it's my wife, Sue Thompson, and it's Mick. Bob, Martha, and Mary Wilson. Oh, How about that? Beautiful. Absolutely That's wonderful. That's a ripping table. <laughs> yeah. Ripping table. And we usually like to wind up just by asking, and this you sound like a perfect person to ask, if you have a uh, yeah. kitchen or cooking tip to share. Well, what would – well, I think I'm going to go with, in honour of my beautiful mother, who's no longer here, uh, and, yes, I hope I didn't sound like I wasn't happy with uh, – <laughs> The cooking, but I reckon I'll leave you with that that roast potato tip. Yeah, that I I'm going to try that actually. You boil them now. Obviously, you can't overboil them, or when you start shaking the sauce, and they'll fall apart completely. Parboil, remove the water, sprinkle some flour in, self raising or plain. I don't think it matters. Put the lid back on, shake it up. And then lay it in the baking dish. Obviously, a bit of baking uh, paper down first. Um, some olive oil, some salt, some pepper, anything else that you feel you should add, and uh, bung it in the oven. Beautiful. How about that? Beautiful. Love done. it. Yeah, absolutely love it. Loving, yeah. loving your work on uh, on the Friday review with Jacinta, and uh, looking forward to seeing much, much more of you in the future, Brian Nankervis. Thank oh. you so much for joining us on Food. Thank Minus. you. Good on you, Kevin. Sarah, lovely to meet you and um, <laughs> fabulous. Thank you very much. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. Fascinating bloke, lovely fellow. That was a really delicious chat in more ways than one. I love his childhood memories of the uh, other piece of uh, fresh white bread with your dinner, the slightly overboiled veg. And he's quite into, um, you know, cooking to an extent. I'm saying, doing the uh, the scones with a bit of cheese and the pikelets. Yeah, scones and cheese, no. Oh, yeah, I like a bit of savoury action in my scones. Sorry, I'm still on the intro to the program with the hot hot, uh, custard and the You haven't moved past that, have you? No, not really. I I think we should. Because we, we should will. move on to the Friday food poll. No, because it's this is take forever. well, this is possibly I reckon the biggest reaction we've ever had. I agree. Because uh, we brought up the old favourite of uh, whether you like anchovies on your pizza or not, and uh, the reaction was overwhelming. You make up your own mind as we go through the responses. It, went, the, it was overwhelming on all our social media busters. Gavin says, "Hell yeah!" But you can keep your olives. Sue Hosking, <laughs> vomit, vomit and double vomit. Lots of emojis there. Wayne says, absolutely. Lydia says, yay, double yay. Tony Bennett. By the time I get to anchovies, <laughs> she'll be choking. <laughs> Sorry, Tony, I have to apologise every week. Uh, he says, ugh, disgusting little salt bombs. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. Kristen says, hell yes. Len says, yes. Grace says, yahoo, great your mummy flavour. Uh, but not... To be mixed with ham. Um, no. He says that's an easy one. No, non, nine, nick, nem. Uh, Sylvana says this is definitely a big no from me. Anne Lee says yes, but not that many. Rosalind says, used to be that I'd rather go hungry than risk an encounter with a piece of hairy fish. <laughs> However, 
Recently, if you sparingly, I look forward to biting down on a piece of salty anchovy. Mm. Ricky says yes, and a VB on the side. Yum. Wayne says. Well. This is where we're going with this one because Wayne's right up the top. Wayne says, now this is a tough one for me. I'm a big fan of the polarising little buggers. But I use them with great effect in casseroles, pasta sauces and roast lamb, amongst other things. They bring great joy to me when my guests eat these dishes after being prompted to espouse their hate of anchovies. The look on their little faces is priceless <laughs> once they've been informed what they've just consumed. You're evil, Wayne. On pizza, however... They are as welcome as a pork chop and a monster. <gasps> You're chomping down on a delicious slice of cheesy bacony wonderment and all of a sudden you hit this claymore of salty grossness that ruins the entire experience. You can't taste anything for a week afterwards yeah. and you pull a duck face worthy of a Kardashian <laughs> selfie. When you hit one, it's like taking an ill-timed breath when snorkelling in the Dead Sea. <laughs> It's just not on Petra's ace, but the devil fish on it is about as welcome as that bloke from Hey Dad to Kids Picnic. No bloody way for me, says Wayne. Now, after this, a pineapple discussion ensued, yeah, uh, which went on between uh, Wayne and Steve and a few other people. Our producer. We'll get to pineapple in another show. Yeah, yeah. I get in with that because if you cook the anchovy, it dissolves. If you have it on the pizza, it's still salty, hairy. Bill. Moving right along, says, uh, love the little guys, especially on tuna and seafood pizza. Oh, that sounds good. With black olives or fresh, not tinned, uh, to top off a warm chicken Caesar salad. Good enough for Harvey's Nick's, for Harvey Nick's Caesar, good enough for mine. Anthony says, pizza, no way. Salad, yes. Righto. Uh, Sue says, that's a note from me. Karen Young, absolutely not. Michelle Smith, definitely a yes. Alison says, yes, lots of them, please. Rebecca says, on nothing ever. <laughs> Michelle says, yeah, that's a big name from me. Steve says, you betcha. Steve Jr. says, a pizza is not a pizza without anchovies. I think that's senior. Uh, sorry, it is senior. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Steve Fisher. Junior senior. came before senior in that particular <laughs> case. Uh, Jean says, this does not appeal to me. Glenn says, nah, bloody awful things, Pato. And Lee says, hell yes, maybe even extra. East is Terry Daniel. Big no thanks, Fran. Or vomit emojis. <laughs> Patricia says, yes, here, love them. Amanda says, yes. Sarah Warmby from Air News. Well, it'd be like putting sea monkeys on a pizza. I love that. No. And then a sea monkey discussion ensued. <laughs> uh, uh, discussing all the relevant uh, little smiley faces that might appear on your pizza if you put sea monkeys on them. Yeah, Charlene, perfect way to ruin a pizza. Kim Cartwright, although given the choice between olives, uh, olives and anchovies, I would choose choose uh, anchovies. So she says it's a no, but but given the choice, she'd take it over um, olives. And, uh, and Kerry, <laughs> Kerry says anchovies shouldn't even be put in the same box as a pizza. Why would anyone order a pizza and want hair and salt added to it? Yeah, yeah. They belong under my mother Maureen's gumboots with the snails. Lisa says definitely a yes from me. Lock it in, Eddie. Tim says love anchovies, but not on pizzas. They take over too much, so no from me. And finally, Lynn says... Only if you're feeding it to the cat. Well, that was epic, that one, wasn't it? It was epic and uh, no real uh, result, uh, yay or nay, because it was it was a polarising thing. Make up your own mind. So, <laughs> okay, Kevin. You know, it's one of those. That oh, makes it no. easy, doesn't it? No, well, it, 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 clearly, and I'm with Wayne, it's probably been in a thousand things I've eaten. 
But if you put it on where I can see it... We talked about this with Kalia Standard just the other week. She was saying, I don't like anchovies, but somebody gave me something that had anchovies cooked into it and she really enjoyed it until she found out. I bet I've eaten a a hundred times at least, but not, not knowing. Oh, I've stuck it into stuff I've fed you millions of times. Didn't I tell you? <laughs> and that, my friends, was the end of Kevin. That's the end of Food Mates. <laughs> Till next time, bye-bye. Uh, thanks to our very good friends at Cheese. Thank you, Janet. Cheese, thanks, Hachi. You don't have to hide anything in cheese. Everything's good. Cheese is king. Cheeselinks.com.au 52821984 is the telephone number to give Janet a call. Yogurt makers available as well, but make your own cheese. You'll be happy you did. It is cold. Live in a house weather. full of cheese. Yeah. Live in a house made of cheese. Set fire to it and put it in the in the oven and keep everybody It's a giant fondue. Thank you for listening. Till the next time, uh, this has been Kevin Hillier. And who? You, Seth Patterson. <laughs> I mean, have a cheese links. Good night from us. And from him. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips, and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au. 